You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pop where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of my significance Man, I hope you've been listening Cause scouting is the business You're welcome cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no so all that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go What's going on, guys? And thanks for listening to the TSR podcast. This is episode 15, and we are just over two weeks away from the 2020 NFL draft. And I cannot wait for April 23rd. Bo, I know you can't either. As always, like I said, I'm here with my fellow football addict, Mr. McCauley. How was your weekend, man? What'd you do? Uh, it's pretty good, dude. I can't really do a whole lot. Uh, things are just getting stricter uh, where we live, so not not much activity. Getting my dog out a lot and running her and uh, watching some film for the draft. That's that's pretty much the only other thing I've been doing. I've been been really enjoying. Spent a lot of time on YouTube. Who uh, who'd you watch? I'm I'm intrigued. Intrigued. Uh, well, I mean, what I've been doing is I've been doing some mock drafting, and then I take guys that I'm not familiar with. Uh, from the mocks that you know that I took or didn't take, I just write them down if I didn't take them, and just kind of look around. So I looked at uh, Leaky uh, Fotu, I think it's I don't know Fatu yeah, from Utah. Uh, Utah. He's a he's a nose tackle. He's one of the few guys in this class that could maybe service the Steelers' needs for a, a zero or a one tech. Um, and then I was look, I watched some John Runyon's kid, the tackle from Michigan. I watched mm-hmm. uh, the guard Jonah Jackson from uh, Ohio State. Uh, I like him, and then I watched a uh, guard, uh, Shane Lemieux from Oregon. Yeah, um, yeah, he was probably my favorite film. It's really aggressive, so I really, really liked him. He's really, really violent hands. That's a lot of fun to watch. Um, and then Jonah Jackson, I just thought was a guy that it's a lot of there's a lot of there's a high ceiling on him. You know what I mean? Real yeah, it's a really high ceiling. He's raw. He's got he's yeah. got raw traits right now. He's but really he got to get his footwork ceiling. right. He's got really like like lumbering feet. That's the only thing I'd say for him. He sometimes his feet just stop moving. Sometimes I, I don't. That's that's a concern. But you can I think you can teach that. Yeah, man. The biggest thing with you know watching film is I always thought you know, but when I first started like doing it a whole lot, that. I was like, oh, you know, the offensive lineman's probably not going to be fun to watch, but I really enjoy it actually. Yeah, I really it's, like yeah, watching. Yeah, you just got to keep line. track of where they're at and, and watch. Sometimes watch things two, three times. I mean, because it's kind of hard to see their feet, uh, especially like I mean, in pass sets, it's a little easier, but unless there's like a heavy rush, then you get kind of jumbled up in the traffic. But I think, I think in the run game is some of the hardest stuff to evaluate because it's such a scrum. Yeah, it, it really is. But like I say, it's. I thought it was going to be really boring watching them. I'm like, okay, these are kind of big, slow guys. They're just kind of pushing people around. But when you actually get into it, you break it down. Like, you see what guys do really 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 well. Yeah, Yeah. it's really, really fun. The hard part Um, about Lyman film is not getting caught up watching guys like – like watching Jonah Jackson film, you can't stop and watch, like, J.K. Dobbins and K.J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's really hard. Absolutely. And a big thing, you know, and I've, I've told you this before, the whole Blitzalytics and me scouting for them. I always ask them not to give me Georgia players, but of course I have to watch them to do my own rankings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll be watching like, well, that's a perfect example. J.K. Dobbins for <laughs> Ohio State. You know, I'll be yeah. watching Andrew Thomas or Isaiah Wilson for Georgia. And you get He's caught up watching, watching DeAndre Swift, Swift yeah. or watching uh, Jake Fromm, these other big, great guys. So, um, you definitely get caught up in in the hype for those guys, and like you'll half the time you'll forget you're watching an offensive lineman tape. But yeah. so you got to kind of um, you get caught up in some of the other linemen too. I mean, this, they're all like a lot of them. Even the guys that don't make it to the NFL are really good, and they make some big time blocks. And they're I mean, you get caught up. 
Yeah, you really, really do. But offensive lineman watching, I mean, it's probably like it's my it's my favorite to watch, do. Okay, is it actually your favorite position because, to watch? Because they never, unlike they they other than like running backs, like they never the receivers. There's a huge chunk of the route. Like you and me don't get sent all twenty two all twenty two film from from colleges to watch college guys play. We have to watch like YouTube game film of like nine minutes of every snap they had for the entire Michigan Ohio State game. You know that's yeah. the kind of stuff that we can get our hands on. I mean, it's all you got to work with, but. I mean, YouTube, you can slow stuff down and watch it a lot. But with receivers and, I mean, back-end DBs, I mean, you're missing out on a lot of their route. Like, you don't like – I mean, a lot of these guys with, like, hitches in their route, double moves. Like, you don't, you can't see it if the quarterback's taking a five-step drop. But so That's with, why with, I think, just in general, like, the most underrated position probably in the NFL by fans is safety. Because for half the time, you don't even see what the safety is doing. You have doing. no – People, you have no idea until he yeah. makes that big hit or misses a tackle. That's what you're judging him off of. But you don't see this guy being extremely rangy, coming across yeah. field to break, break exactly. up a pass or something. You miss All, the entire part. Ex- exactly. You you only see him when he when he when he comes flying in the screen uh, to make to lay the wood. And you only see him when he's coming in to like make the pick or break up the pass. You don't see them playing zone, churning their feet constantly, trying to keep up with the quarterback's eyes. You just don't. Like yeah, it's don't. just, I mean, it's it's unfortunate because, but that's all we have to work with, you it, know. It and and so the lineman, uh, D line and O line, like you you can see them throughout the play for the most part, you know. And yeah. even when they when they throw the ball deep, they pan the screen out so you can still see the lineman while they're trying to deal with the guy who's finishing the play that he's matched up against, you know. And it's so kind of sad, man, because there's there's a a lot of great safeties and you know guys that aren't even the bigger names you know there's a lot of great safeties that do do their jobs very very well but you know you don't hear of them as much because these guys obviously they put they put up great highlight um you yeah. know clips but you don't see what these guys are doing so well you know when they're not when they're not in on the tackle they they may not have to be on the tackle because they shut down you know they were shadowing a receiver or something it's because they shut down one side of the field that's why they're now on the attack on the other side but you know yeah. the way some fans see it, it's like well he wasn't over there he's not that good yeah and i'm seeing like i was trying to find like good solid like tape on uh ashton davis from cal the safety mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of Steelers like people are like mocking him and are like wanting them to take him because of his like his ball like hawking abilities like he's, he's just got a nose for when the ball's in the air and like you can't none of the film you cannot see him playing his coverage yeah, at all till the really ball can. is way up in the air and they pan the screen out it's 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 kind of tough. I mean, it's like in, I was watching Geno Stone this morning, and I mean, all you—it's pretty much just all him running into the screen and laying the wood on people. Like it's pretty much all you see of him. You don't really see him going around a lot of the blocks that are going through the blocks that has to get through to get there. Sometimes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But do you see how much we ramble? Have you ever noticed that, guys? It's, this at is least exactly that was on topic. At least well, that's it is on the same topic, topic. But yeah. it's the exact same thing, guys. That you know, if if we weren't recording. Oh, all we do is press record, and it's the exact same thing. Me and Bo were literally talking just like this right before we started recording. Yeah, we um, up quickly. But we're talking about great safeties, right, Bo? Well, there's a lot of great players that have especially played this past decade, and the all-decade teams came out today, Bo. And, guys, I'm going to let Bo go over the all-decade team with you and uh, see what he thinks about it. He thinks he's already named me a couple of guys that 
should have been on it, maybe should have, shouldn't have been on it. So, uh, Bo, go ahead and rattle those off for us. Uh, <clears throat> offense, the two quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, a lot of people were mad Breeze got snubbed here. Uh, that could be a good topic of conversation. Uh, wide receivers, uh, A.B., Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Megatron, and Julio. Love, can't go with any other four. I was that, really happy it. with that. Yeah, I was really yeah. happy with those wide yeah. receivers. That's perfect. And then tight ends, Gronk and Kelsey. I, I can see that. That's perfectly fine with me. Uh, tackles, because they put they put the O-line by position. So tackles, Jason Peters, uh, Tyron Smith, uh, <clears throat> Joe Staley, and Joe Thomas. And Joe Thomas, I guess the captains were bolded. Uh, Brady and Joe Thomas were captains so far, what I've said. Um, and then... Uh, let's see. Oh, unanimous selections were bolded. So Joe Thomas and Tom Brady are unanimous selections. Uh, guards, Jari Evans, uh, Logan Mankins, Zach Martin, and Marshall Yonda. Marshall Yonda is also a unanimous selection. Centers were Alex Mack and Marquise Pouncey. <clears throat> and it's then, awesome that Yonda was a unanimous, seeing as he just retired. That's awesome. Yeah, he just, I mean, he absolutely deserves it. He's the best guard. Best, I thought he's the best guard throughout that time. Um, and then let's see, running backs: Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, Lashawn McCoy, and Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson was unanimous, and they oh, had a. This is I didn't know they did this, but they made a flex for Darren Sproles on the All Decade. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a shocker to me. But that was cool. I, I do love it. Um, and then. Defensive ends, Calais Campbell, Cam Jordan, Julius Peppers, J.J. Watt. Cam Jordan kind of got me, but, I mean, I guess he has been great. You know, he's been a beast. I just didn't I don't know. I guess I didn't expect to see that. And then uh, defensive tackles, Geno Atkins, Fletcher Cox, Aaron Donald, and Indomitian Sue. That was pretty interesting as well, I thought. I say that first <clears throat> tackle again. Fletcher Cox? Who, who was that no, no, you know who is I'm it, talking uh, about. Gino Atkins, <laughs> baby, get that Georgia Bulldog up in there. All right, keep going. Yeah, I did that on purpose. All right, uh, inside linebackers, Luke Keechley, Bobby Wagner, Patrick Willis. I uh, love that. Uh, outside linebackers, Chandler Jones, Cleo Mack, Von Miller. I, I can't support that fully as well. Uh, cornerbacks, Patrick Peterson, Darrell Revis, and Richard Sherman, even though – I saw that we could, we could talk about that. Joe Hayden was pretty upset about that on Twitter today. He has more pass breakups and picks than all three of those dudes, and he didn't make the all-decade team. Uh, and then it says safeties, Eric Berry, Earl Thomas, and, and Eric Weddle. Uh, and I, Cam Chancellor might have got robbed on that. Cam and Chancellor could have gotten robbed on that. Yeah, I don't know, but I would rather – I think I think anyone would take Cam Chancellor over Eric Weddle if they had to draft a team. But Weddle's still a great player, not taking Weddle away from Weddle. Weddle. He did. He did. Oh, wow. So that's probably what actually came into him getting it over him. I yeah. guarantee you that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, Cam's been retired for what two years, three years. Yeah, yeah that's probably what did it. And then, uh, Chris, defensive backs or uh, safeties, or I guess I don't know, defensive backs. They added uh, after putting cornerbacks is just uh, two other defensive backs was Chris Harris and Tyron Matthew. And the only there was three uh, defensive unanimous selections: J.J. Watt and Aaron Donald and Von Miller. And I say, is it weird? And you know, this kind of just popped into my head. Is it weird that Akeem Talib didn't make it? I thought that was odd, but at the same time, I feel like maybe he just didn't get over that hump throughout the whole time. He was always like on the cusp of being a star. You maybe know? that is it. Maybe, yeah. You know, maybe. But I mean, maybe there's still a high demand you know, for the guy that isn't like the 
big time star, but still makes. Oh, plays. that's true. That's one hundred percent true. 100% and he definitely true. and he and Akeem Talib like used free agency to get good contracts and seem like he was like you know top tier you know cornerback, but really he just playing the market right and getting paid the the right money. I mean, he was so solid though. Akeem Talib's been like a really really solid player from yeah. the majority of his career. But you're right. He knew how to play the market the right way too, and and, and get the media. He, he wasn't going to stay. Just to keep just and take less money, just you know, to stay with one team. Like he was going to get paid true. to yeah. be the guy he was, which I don't blame. I mean, he's getting paid to rip necklaces off of people, man. I mean, come Pretty on, much. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> guys, this just in. I got to say this. I have this in all caps on my notes. Um, Trump has now said that he expects the NFL is going to start on time. So let's all give a, a big, big. Hur- Hurrah for that! A um, just so a slight I want to talk about fresh air. We'll see. Uh, yeah, a slight breath of fresh air. But I want to talk about the Cowboys here for a minute because there's two things that have happened recently with the Dallas Cowboys guys. Um, number one, the Cowboys have signed Alden Smith. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Alden Smith. I do. I know Bo does as well. He was the former number seven overall pick in the 2011 NFL Draft. Um, this guy was extremely good coming out in his rookie year, in his second year. Um, and then even later on, a couple of other years he played as well. Um, but the contract is for a, it's a one-year deal worth $4 million. I don't the, – what's up with the $4 million? I don't know the deal with that. But here, I, actually, I'll, I'll pretty much – so he still hasn't been reinstated, which what? is weird, which is weird. Wait, I don't so know he hasn't technically put pen to paper on this deal yet, though. I don't know. I don't know if How can put, he sign a contract? No, no, exactly. That's my thing. So maybe there's something going on. But as far as I, I know right now – Alden Smith, from what I've read, listened to, has not been reinstated. So I don't understand how the NFL would allow him to sign the contract, but that would explain why the contract amount is so little. I mean, you got to think I mean, about dude, it. Four million dollars for a guy who played in three years—I mean, that you could call that little, but I mean, that could—that four billion dollars might be better spent. Could, than Alden Smith. I guess they're also thinking this guy's going to come out and be the same guy. But no matter what, could, I don't know how you could assume that. I don't believe he's going to be reinstated, and we're going to go. I don't believe he'd be the same list. guy. No, I don't believe he'd be the same guy either. But I'm a, wait, let's go over this list. Let's look at the legal issues that Alden Smith, <laughs> Alden Smith, whatever. I'm, I'm going to say it wrong a ton. So you guys, please forgive me. Let's look at the legal issues this guy has had throughout his career. Bo, I'm going to rattle them off for you right now. Arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence. Arrested on, on suspicion of a DUI after crashing his truck into a tree in a residential neighborhood. That's two separate things. Turn, he turn, has turned himself in on three felony counts of possessing illegal assault weapons after a t- 2012 party at his house in which investigators said several shots were fired. Two party goers were injured and Smith was stabbed. He also was arrested on suspicion of making false bomb threats at an L.A. international airport. He was given a nine-game suspension by the NFL for violating the league's personal conduct policy and su- substance abuse policy. He was arrested on a hit-and-run DUI and vandalism charges. Again, this is not the same DUI. We're just rattling off multiple ones. He was also suspended by the NFL for a year for violating the NFL policy and program for substance abuse. So this guy was suspended for abusing you know, the drug policy and then got in more trouble for violating the policy and the program he was put in for it. I mean, it's a pretty constant flow of problems. Listen to this. On top of that, on top of that, he originally faced 
charges of domestic violence, assault with force likely to produce great bodily injury, false imprisonment, and vandalism. He got all, all of those charges that stemmed from a March 3rd incident involving his, at the time, fiance. Bo, and another thing about all these charges, all of these charges happened in a five-year span. Every That's- one of them was in five years but you, you know what you know what i hate to say this makes this gives me like on way too much hope for antonio brown <laughs> oh i know oh antonio brown's golden i mean that guy's got I mean, a gold he's, star he's next pretty time. much he's pretty much gonna play again you can just pretty much guarantee but, it but again after all of that i don't see alden smith being reinstated and if he is let's just say this if he is because there's probably stuff i don't know i can almost promise you there's a hundred percent chance there's stuff that i don't know but i i do i won't be surprised surprised if he if he is reinstated but i just see alden smith as a guy who had great talent that just couldn't get it right off the field uh, he just he but but again the talent was so great Bo, he did not a start a single game as a rookie and still finished with 14 sacks in 16 games yes i mean his talent was through he looked like he could be the best you know uh pass rusher in the league he was drafted before jj like Watt. It. Yeah, I mean, he looked like he looked like the crown was his, but just the the conduct, man. I mean, you can't get you can't get can't at, stay at in one this point. At one point, behave. at one point, he had forty seven and a half sacks in a career of forty eight games. Wow, that's ridiculous, man. And, and in the next season, I just said in his rookie year, he didn't start a single game and still had fourteen sacks in sixteen games. The next year, he came out, started all sixteen games, and put up nineteen and a half sacks. That's Jesus. ridiculous, man. That's a two-year span. What are you looking at here? I'm not good at math. Um, let's see. Almost 35 sacks in two years? I mean, come on. And that's your first two years in the league, and you've already that's, put up 35 sacks? Dude, that's big money if you stay. If he, if he, had, if he had been playing this whole sacks. time, the contracts sacks. he could have signed, man. Oh, oh my, gosh, my God. Man. You just get it right on the off the field, man. You know, just you, you can't be getting into the wrong situations when you have that much talent. I mean, this guy could have been. When you think about you it, know, what is what is the all time great? What's the franchise tag amount for his position? It was like sixteen million. Is it sixteen? I thought it was eight. Do what? I thought it was eighteen. I guess if he's classified as an edge, then yeah, I guess uh, uh, maybe he's not classified as an edge. He was more of a hand in the ground guy. Um. Yeah, because I yeah okay yeah I don't know what it, I get maybe it would have been somewhere but somewhere between sixteen and eighteen. You're so. right, you're right. But right. again, I just I don't see him being reinstated. But it confuses me with the whole him signing the contract. I don't get it. I don't get the whole. I mean, because I thought he was in the same situation as um, the other Cowboys former player Gregory. I, I, he hasn't been reinstated either. I don't I don't understand. But you know, Gregory's not out here signing contracts. I just don't get it. I mean, do you have any I idea? Mean, he, he about killed that girl, I think. He did. He did. You know what I mean? I, well, I mean, look think... at the charges we no, just talked no about. No one's going to, yeah, yeah. I mean, he does have a false imprisonment charge. But that could have been an exaggeration. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. But, again, I just, you know, if you reinstate this guy, I mean, you almost have to in, in, commit murder and, and not make it back in the NFL. I, I don't understand. If you've had this many times, and this is across five-year span, this was all in just one year. You know him just making some mistakes and not getting it. This was how a long has it been since his last incident? I, if you want me to be hundred percent honest with you, I think it's three years. 
but it's not like the last oh, yeah. incident wasn't that bad. Were you, were you, were, like were you referring to uh, like... were you referring to Greg Hardy, the guy no, from the Panthers? No. We mean Gregory. Which Gregory guy? Oh, the one we tell the one from Nebraska. You know, I'm talking about. Uh, am I messing up my words? It's definitely not Greg Hardy. No, no, no. Gre- well, Greg Hardy was in a lot of trouble for the same stuff. But I think you're saying th- I think the Gregory guy you're talking about is the one. I think he went to Nebraska. Randy Gregory. Randy Randy Gregory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm just just making sure you you getting me confused well, over Greg here. Hardy I, I thought I was saying the, the right Cowboys name. also. He did. Yeah. And yeah, now he's in the UFC. Gonna, yeah, that's like, why I was confused because, for money. Yeah, Greg Hardy also did the same kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he never but, got I mean, back in the. But Gregory, it's not like Gregory's out here. I mean, the, Gregory came in in 2015. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's not like he's getting. I, I don't understand. Uh, whatever, whatever. I, I'm not. On, I'm not sitting in the inside of the offices making the decisions. They know more than I do. But I'm just saying, I wouldn't. I guess they're hoping for 18 sacks. <laughs> I mean, they better be hoping for. I mean, of course, like, I think he'd be solid, like depth. But I don't see him being a star. I mean, come on. Let I me. Mean, let's be real. He, he he's been away from the game. I don't even for, know how I old think he three is years, maybe. I don't even know how old he is. He's probably he was taken ahead. Of I would JJ say he's Watt. like moving up on thirty, maybe over. It depends how old he was in the draft. But but I, I don't I don't know exactly how old he is. But moving on, moving on. Regardless, regardless, we'll, we'll figure. We'll, we'll he's find out. Years old. He's thirty. Okay. Again, I I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, guys, staying with the Cowboys a little bit. I don't know if everyone saw this. Rex Ryan called out Amari Cooper. Um, really bad. It was on the show Get Up on ESPN and basically saying that the Cowboys made a mistake paying him, um, saying that they should have just gone in the draft. Ryan called Amari Cooper a turd, as well as saying that he was the <laughs> biggest disappearing act in the NFL, um, saying that Cooper disappears against top cornerbacks and in road games. Now, I will have to say, Cooper did struggle in road games. I went back and looked over it some. He did struggle in road games last year, but you know, I think Rex Ryan went overboard 100%. Yeah, um, I, don't know, I don't know about that take. Patriots DB Stephon Gilmore even came out on Twitter to defend Amari Cooper, um, and he, he tweeted and he said, come on Rex, he's one of the toughest receivers in the league to cover. His release game is probably top two in the league, which I agree with. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I don't know. I've I, Amari Cooper's elite at his release, at his get off, one hundred percent. But I, I still throw Devontae Adams and maybe Stephon Diggs above him. But yeah. I, I, Cooper is, is a is a is a great all around receiver. But I just think I can't believe Rex Ryan came out. Now he has come out since and apologized about this. But I just can't believe Rex Ryan would come out and say would call a guy a turd and just completely just go in on the guy. That's a little much. I mean, I let's think about it, guys. Again, Amari posted seventy nine receptions last year for almost 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. And ever since he's been playing with Dak, he's elevated Dak. I mean, the guy, the guy's obviously doing positive things to the Cowboys. I don't know why Rex Ryan came out like this. You know, he could have just said, oh, I, I wouldn't have paid him that much money. In my, I mean, my opinion, I wouldn't have paid this turd. What on earth? I don't know. I just don't know. Like he, apparently he came out. I wish I could re- could have read the entire thing of what he said. I didn't even get to see like what he said in the apology. But apparently he he still didn't take away the disappearing act. Which, Mari you know, Cooper some, is far from a turd. I mean, what's gonna happen when you go against the top cornerbacks in the league? I mean, let's be real. You're gonna get shut down a little bit. I mean, I know everyone expects these guys to be superheroes and and you know they have to beat everybody out on the field, but that's just not 
how it goes. I mean, it's the NFL. Everybody gets beat sometimes. Exactly. But um, I don't know, man. I just think – I think Amari deserved the money he got paid. Let's look at the last two years and how he's – like I said, he's elevated Dak. And the Cowboys, I mean, have been – obviously, they keep having da- more down years than we want them to have. But I think – let's see, man. They've got – They've got the the core guys back for another year together. Let's see what they can run with it this year. Yeah. On, on top of that, hey, we're, we're going to have a Cowboys fan on here when the fan episodes get started anyway. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what they think about it. But, oh, man, it's going to be hard to listen to a Cowboys fan on here. Oh, Those guys, yeah. I'm ready for some hot takes. Oh, oh there's going to be they, so They're hot. always coming with some hot takes. I may have to mute my mic. Yeah, every just, year's, just, every so year is the boys' year. Every year's the boys' year, man. Jerry yeah. Jones thinks it, and said all the Cowboys fans. But hey, I can't talk. I'm a being. You got you to think it. Fan. If you don't think Bo it, it'll never happen. What's um, that? I said, I said you're a Steelers fan, so you can talk a little bit. Y'all, y'all win more games than uh, the Bengals, 100. percent Not late. Oh yeah, well yeah, we definitely win more than the Bengals, but I don't know. I don't know about more than the Cowboys. Not lately. Yeah, I said it. You don't have to say it too. I said it first. It hurt everybody, me enough. Just everybody wins it. more than the Bengals. That's funny. Yeah, we'll see. Burrow's coming to town. Um, guys, another receiver is in the news. This guy stays in the news. There's probably I've, I, there's no other player we probably talk about more. Actually, we probably talk about two or more. But a, a close second has to be A.B. This guy yeah. is always in the news about something. He's definitely uh, guys, been a topic like every week. Well, here, here's the, the, the big thing on my notes says, A.B. to the Ravens, question mark. Question mark, and, and I want to talk to you guys about this a little bit. Rumors started swirling about Antonio Brown possibly signing with the Baltimore Ravens after a picture was posted of Lamar, A.B., and Hollywood Brown, who is A.B.'s cousin, working out together. Um, now, it has come out that the Ravens are reported to address wide receiver in the 2020 NFL draft due to the lack of options in their receiving core, and they pretty much said that A.B. is not in the cards. Now, do I know that for sure? I don't, but that's just what I've read about it's the situation. It's just not the Ravens' style, dude. It's not the Ravens' style, but, but we can dream, right? I mean, let's think about it. A.B. would immediately I, get— I'm not Lamar. dreaming that. Okay, well, okay, no, you're not dreaming that. Actually, I'm not either. Let's think about it. We're, <laughs> we're both in the same division, but still, let's dream about what it would look like. You've got, you give Lamar Jackson—let's think about this guy— the, the, the reigning NFL MVP— this guy is the reigning NFL MVP, and his go-to targets last year were a tight end, albeit a good tight end, Mark Andrews, um, and then a rookie wide receiver who missed probably four or five games last year. That were Those were his top options. Obviously, you had Mark Ingram. But, I mean, passing options, the best two – the two options he had was Mark Andrews, a tight end, or Hollywood Brown, who was a rookie. Will, Willie Sneed. <laughs> Yeah, Willie Sneed, who's they, they never become Miles what we thought Boykin. he would be. I mean, they drafted Miles Boykin, but he didn't really put out all that much for. Him. I thought Miles Boykin was going to be better than he was. This I mean, year. he's a third. But, he was a mid-round pick, third. Well, he's a third or fourth-round pick. I mean, I didn't so, expect him to have a thousand yards, but I, I, I think I expected a more, a more, a bigger contributor all around, like yardage, yeah, blocking, yeah. all that, which we didn't really see. Absolutely, but let's think. I mean, really, I mean, Lamar Jackson. When you break down. Down his weapons he had last year, he did not have a plethora of them. He really no. did not. It just, just completely. He was the best weapon on the team. He was, and he he just undoubtedly deserved the MVP last year. Imagine giving that guy a B. I mean, really. Let's think about it. I mean, think about yeah. a team with Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Hollywood Brown as the speedster, 
Antonio Brown as your just go-to guy, and then you have Mark Andrews on top of it. I mean, think about the place, and then you have to you have to account for Lamar Jackson's legs scrambling. I mean, my See, God! I mean, you got You better keep track of AB because he's gonna his route's gonna break down as soon as Lamar gets moving around absolutely. back there. And, well, and AB's Brown, already used to that. I mean, you got you. You have two great guys in space with Hollywood Brown and AB. I mean, it must run guys, in the family. Guys who know how to find the space when the play is 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 broke down. Like that's a that's a huge deal for guys like Lamar. It is. It really is. But you know, it and think about this. I mean, could you not see like the headlines when they played the Steelers? AB's back in town with the rivals coming uh, back for revenge. Like, like, could you not I can see, see that? it? And I would hate it. Oh, I mean. I would just. I would low key just hate. I would hate my life. They're probably gonna beat us. I mean, he he just got voted on the All Decade team for Pittsburgh. Seeing him come back in that purple. Oh my god! Would just it would crush. It would. would, The departure and the way it happened crushed me as it was. I I I toured that stadium in his jersey and like have so many pictures from 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 touring that field and I and I wore AB's jersey and then then and then to depart the way that it happened is just it sucked. I'm just I, would, saying, I would hate to see him play for the Ravens. That's just my own personal. That I'm. I mean, I know it would be great for the league. It would be the box office. You know, on that would be. I mean, the view, the viewers on it would be insane. I'm just saying, it's the content the sport, sports world needs, right? Absolutely. Now. I, I Do you don't know how much more that, excited. I, as, I, if I'm, if I, as if I'm not excited enough. As if I'm not excited enough for the NFL to get started. Yeah. Imagine getting getting excited, thinking AB is going to be on the Steelers with Lamar Jackson. I mean the Steelers, my bad. The uh, AB's gonna be on the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Imagine that. I think I it'd think be cool. It'd be, it'd be awesome. I, I think it'd be a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, guys, the Chicago Bears have come out and said that they will have an open quarterback competition, which this means the NFL's best and most in- intriguing quarterback comp- competition is in Chicago. I was thinking about is there another one that's as good as this? Could you make a case for maybe Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers, and Jacoby Brissett? Maybe yeah, I don't know. Start. I don't know. We'll see how many interceptions. There's no way they paid camp. that Let's man twenty five million dollars to sit. I guess that's true, but this guy could throw like twenty five picks at training Here's camp. One year, twenty five million dollars. Sit the bench. What? I'm no. just. I'm just. I'm just making um, making some fun of this, Bo. Let me have my fun, please. I know. I'm just saying this. Anyways, I- anyway, I've already given it the title. The NFL's best and most intriguing quarterback competition is in Chicago. That is between Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. That oh, yeah. Between- I would say that's the, yeah, the two best quarterbacks in the best open competition. Exactly. Sure. Let's think about it. This is, this is a former number two overall pick versus a former Super Bowl champ and Super Bowl MVP who yeah. wasn't, who wasn't guessed – to be a Super Bowl champ and Super Bowl MVP. It just kind of happened. Yep. So I think it's a good thing to let these two guys know right off the bat, look, y'all got to earn the starting spot. I think it's I think it's really good of the Chicago Bears organization to pretty much come out and say, look, you know, you guys got to earn it, which I think makes for an It'll awesome make them better. Oh, yeah, it'll make them better, which is they've got to be hoping. You know, they've got to be hoping that, that Trubisky is going to – it's going to light a fire under his belt. You you gotta hope that this is the thing that motivates him. And I mean, let me ask you a question: What do you think they really want the most, Bo? I think I think, I think I think they're looking at it like a win-win. If if, if Nick Foles comes in, he's the better quarterback, and he leads them to more wins than they win. If 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 Nick, I mean Mitch, if Mitch Trubisky 
gets better by having a competition and someone lights a fire under him, they win because they still then they hit on their number two overall draft pick. Right now, Trubisky is a huge waste of draft stock unless he flips this thing. So I think they're looking at it like one way or the other, we're going to come out on top of this thing. That's the way I think they're looking at it. So you want to hear rumors that I've been hearing about, but it's not it's not big rumors. You really got to search for them. So, uh, um, and I'm going to something else with with uh, with Mitch here. So, the rumor is that Nagy and Pace will be fired. Both of them will be fired after this season. Uh, um, Maggie and who? I mean, Nagy and who? Pace. Is that their OC? No, that's the. You mean, uh, who's that? GM. Who's Pace? GM. Oh, the GM. Say. Okay, the Bears GM. Yeah, let me make sure. Yeah, yeah, it's Ryan Pace. Okay. Okay. I can see, see you. You. I know it. I know the stuff when I'm saying it. And then when you come in and you're like, "Huh? Who is that?" It makes me feel like I've. I mean, I just didn't know the Bears the GM's name. That's my I, bad. I was right when I said it, and you I mean, maybe go look GMs. up my phone. Okay. Yeah. You just gotta trust me. You gotta trust me with this stuff. But the the rumor is that Pace and Nagy are both gonna be fired after this season, and it. I, you know, I was reading something that they scout. You know, for the the year of the quarterback class, I, I've said multiple times in Mitch's quarterback class i didn't like mitch i had friends that liked him a whole lot but i didn't like him uh i just didn't like mm-hmm. him a whole lot as a prospect he he had good traits but i just didn't like the fact that you know some yeah. guys can play a limited amount of time in in college or start a limited amount of time and it doesn't like started that. like 12 games that's what i'm saying and that already didn't look good coming he had in like 70 percent completion rate but i mean that he did didn't, but i just didn't, didn't like translate. his film that I didn't like his film that much. Well, he had—he really... probably had the best three receiving, the best three receivers that any quarterback's been given in Carolina football history at the time. He was, was that—that's true. I, I agree with that. So he was very lucky in who he was throwing the ball to. But but you know, pretty much uh, a scout that was talking about you know when he was looking at Trubisky's class, he didn't like Trubisky. and he even came out and said you know when they drafted Trubisky, he said right then I said said that um, someone in the Bears organization has have just sealed the deal. They just lost their job by drafting him that high. Well, and he said, you know, it was a complete miss. I knew it was. He said, and people kept telling me I was wrong. Basically, they kept saying I was wrong because Trubisky started looking good in his second year. But he said, look, now, it, just because, and, and this it's is. mind-blowing you can win the division in one year and the next year. Can, I mean, you're considered. That's what I'm saying. But still th- considered that. This is what I want people to understand about scouting. You know, if if you say that you don't like a player in a in a, in a draft, if he even if you know if you think he's going to be a miss, you know, and for you know two years he looks like a hit, that still doesn't mean that he's not a miss. Like you know, those first two years can go great, but it's the same thing that's happened with Trubisky right now. People were like, oh, this guy looks good. It, through those first two years, yeah. and now it's like, now it's like two years of productivity, and then nothing is not a exactly, hit. exactly. It's not unless a hit. you win a Super Bowl with him. I mean, a, a guy if he, can, won, if he won a Super Bowl his rookie year, and then nothing after that, that's that's a hit. I'll take it. Yeah, if he played but, well during it, if he played well during it. But I just think, I just think people don't you know underestimate like scouts you know looking at these guys and like like I said like I I, I did not like him a whole lot as a prospect. Did it kind of impress me in year two? I was like, yeah, I mean, he does look kind of good, but I still never believed him. I never believed in Mitch Trubisky. And that's not just because he landed in Chicago. I just didn't believe in him that much as a prospect. Tell us how you really feel. 
I've just I you just don't understand the amount of arguments I've gone through. See with this people. week this week you got this week you got really passionate about something. Last week I got heated about the Joe Mont was oh, it the, I uh, get a lot more heated the, the system quarterback thing. Yeah, you did get away. heated. That was funny yeah. actually. I'm glad you yeah. remembered that. But yeah, man, it's just it's just I've gotten in so many arguments with people talking about Mitch Trubisky. And you know, I'm not trying to like sit here and excuse my French shit on the guy. That's not what I'm <laughs> trying to do. I'm just, I'm just saying I didn't like him that much as a quarterback prospect coming out of UNC. I just didn't. It's not because I don't like UNC or anything. I mean, UNC has put out some of the best talent in NFL history. They really for have. Sure, for sure. So, so it's nothing against UNC at all. I think UNC is a, a fine program. I really do. But I just didn't like Trubisky coming out of um, UNC. I think if I can – now, I'm going to tell you how bad I missed. I don't hit on everything I think. My my number one – and this is the thing that I, that I hold – I put a crown on myself for doing this – I think it was like back in like early January, you know, the April, the uh, April's the draft of that year. And it was like back in like late December, December or January. And I was looking at the quarterbacks in that draft, but, and I was watching a lot of Mahomes film and no one was that high on him. At that point, Mahomes was like a, being a mocked as a third round pick. I mean, third round pick. And yeah. I was like, I was like, dude, this guy's the best guy in the draft. This is the best quarterback in the draft. Like it's, it's just not even close. And I caught, I remember I, I telling some of my friends that I hung out with a whole lot, and they were like, "No, no, no!" Like it's it's, you know, someone else. And I was like, "Well, we'll see." And I still have the notes to this day, man. I could, I could, um, I'm not gonna go in there because it take too long. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't. I, I will tell you the t- time I put it in my notes and everything on my phone. But I think my rankings was this is gonna be funny, Bill. You're gonna laugh at this. Patrick Mahomes is number one, right? This yeah. is the top four guys. Patrick Mahomes is number one. Then it's Deshaun Kaiser from No. Notre Dame, then Deshaun Watson, then Deshaun Watson, Yikes. then Deshaun Watson, and then Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky was always last for me. Now, yes, did I completely miss? Hell yeah, yeah a, I did with Deshaun huge Watson. Whiff on, well, that's and, a huge whiff on Kaiser. Yeah, a huge whiff on Kaiser. <laughs> but hey, I got that Mahomes one, and that's all that matters, baby, because he's a Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl champ right now. So I'm proud about it. I'm <laughs> very happy about it. But, but like I I said, guys, getting back to the whole Bears situation, um, all this team, in my opinion, all this team really needs is a quarterback under center, a solid one. If you just get them a solid quarterback under center, they are packed with talent everywhere else. I mean, packed with talent everywhere everywhere else. I think people are kind of underrate their receivers. I really do. I, I think they are, they are solid. You've got a second-year David Montgomery coming out next year. You've still got, that, got the, the Swiss Army knife in Tariq Cohen. You got at, at your receivers. You got Anthony Allen Robinson, Miller. Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller was my number one receiver in his draft class, man. Yeah, I just I think he would have blown up. We'll maybe see. We'll see. He's Chicago got. A, he's got. A, he's still got to prove something. I think he does. He does. He absolutely does. But um, oh, by the way, in that same draft class, I with uh, Mahomes and Watson. Them, uh, I I said that um, Mahomes would be the best quarterback, and another guy said would be the best wide receiver. And I always got upset because I missed out on this. But it was like always like barely. Because of Juju, I said Corey <laughs> Davis would be the best wide receiver, and that's why I was so hyped when they took they used a top ten pick on him. I was like, oh, you know, I hit on this, and then no, Juju just came out of nowhere and took it. But well, well anyway, then, but but Juju regressed. So but Juju did regress, but we'll Corey see what Davis happens. He's been working hard. But again, I think what what is your team outlook for the Bears if Nick Foles is starting? What what is your outlook for the Bears? I mean, I think the weather, no matter which way you shake it, they're going to finish probably third in that division. 
Really? Okay, so I have. If Nick I think Foles the Packers comes out and the, the Packers, job, the Vikings. And I think. I mean, they probably finished last. The Lions. I, th- I mean, I don't. I don't. I, I don't I think have, it looked good for them. I have the Bears as a wild card team if Nick Foles went to start a job and stays healthy. I'm gonna say third in the division. So no wild card. No wild card. Okay, I have them as wild cards. We'll, we'll have to keep up with that. Put it so you have notes, them as the seven. Put it in your notes, but it's gonna be something I say from now on. That's right, that's what I'm gonna say right from now, now on. Put it in your notes. It's gonna be something we do from now on. I'm, and I'm gonna say it, say it in a really cool way. I'm gonna just figure out how I'm gonna do it. I don't know what just happened to my uh, my cellular device. It completely just like almost crashed. But what's new, right? Anyway, guys, <laughs> we're gonna move on and get to my favorite. This is gonna be my favorite thing that we do on the TSR podcast uh, for a while now. So it's the second week of the TSR top five series, guys. And this is where we name our top five players all time at a position each week. And after we do that, we talk about who were the top five at that same position going into 2020. So, Bo, this week it was the top five running backs all time. Now, I have my list in front of me. You said you were doing your research and you were you – were, figuring out who you guys would be. Do you want me to go first? And I guess, are we doing this five to one? You want to do it five to one? So uh, stay first for last? Sure, we'll do five to one. And I'll, I'll, I think I had you go first last time. I'll go first this time. All right, all right. Let me, let me hear it. All right, five for me, Marshall Falk. Okay. Um, that's Marshall Falk is probably the best dual dynamic running back ever when it comes. He's, he had a 1,000 yards receiving and rushing in a season. Extremely hard to do. Uh, I think he's still the all-time leading receiving running back right now. Um, and I believe that uh, CMC is probably the only guy that will catch up to him as long as he, if he plays as long as Falk did. And Falk's still, like, 12th or 11th on the rushing list. And so he's he's got all the numbers up there, plus he brought such a well-rounded game. So Falk is five for me. And then number four, I have Adrian Peterson. Uh Adrian Peterson, since the first day I saw him play at Oklahoma as a freshman, I was just like, I mean, you just have to, like my jaw had to be scooped off the floor. Super in every way, shape, and form. I mean, you don't, you don't have to throw him the ball. You just, just give it, just hand it to him. He'll make, he'll do the rest for you. He'll do the rest. I loved him at Oklahoma, man. Oh my God. It was so much fun to watch. I mean, one of the most explosive running backs I've ever watched. I would say pure, pure, pure stop to start speed. Probably the best ever. Probably, probably the best. Stop just, just from once from once. That's a good, good, um, good, good, uh, I don't even know. Good way of putting it. Good way of putting it. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. It's a really good way of putting it. His, his, you know, stop to start just or plant, plant start to your stop one foot in the ground and go. He's no, probably the fastest wrong. ever. Him and him and and now and then you say like maybe a guy like mine. My number, uh, well, my number three is Emmett Smith, but and that's for obvious reasons. But my number two is Barry Sanders. He's the best. I would say change of direction speed ever. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's absolutely. different. That's different than plant your foot and go. Like, you know, up north, south, like you cannot, you're not going to touch me. And AP could definitely do it both ways, but I'm saying, you know, stop to start speed was a, you know, AP fastest. And then my number, I think my number one was, 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 uh, sweetness, Walter Payton. Number one was Walter Payton. Yeah. I, th- I think my number one was Walter Payton. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. I have, I don't have them written in order in front of me. I just remember how I thought of it in my head. I just have five names in front of me. <laughs> All right, so yeah, my number one was Walter Payton. So my, my, my the f- number five for me, 
um, guys. And, and, you know, some of these, it's going to sound, you know, you, you hear, it's kind of hard to, we can have a little bit of variety in the quarterbacks. Um, but, you know, with, when it comes to running backs and receivers as well, there's going to be a lot of guys there when you look up a list. You know, our list probably won't be too far from a lot of people's lists, but I think mine is a little bit of variety and where I have these guys um, listed. So uh, number five for me, Bo, is Adrian Peterson. Um, and, and I also I wanted to let you guys know just how great they were during their time on the field. Obviously, AP is still playing, but um, I, I kind of put in their accolades as well. Um, Adrian Peterson at number five for me. So I'm saying he's the fifth best running back of all time. Um, he's a seven time pro bowler, first time. Four-time first-team All-Pro. He's an NFL MVP at running back, which is extremely hard to do. Um, he holds many records, and he's going to break many more before he uh, retires. And he's going he's gonna, to – well, I don't know if he'll break many more, but he's going to keep moving up the all-time list before he retires. I hope he keeps playing for three or four more years, but we'll see. Um, he's the best running back I've ever, ever personally watched with my own eyes. You know, when, when like you said, but you – you got Emmett Smith, you've got Barry Sanders, you got Jim Brown, you got guys like that. But I, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, I always say they weren't my, on TV for me. They weren't, no. So AP is the AP is the greatest running back I've ever, ever watched. Yeah. I he's the greatest one I've ever I've been alive and watched and, and knew what I, I was doing, like watching football. That he is the 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 GOAT running back that I've ever personally got to experience. Um, like you said, man, his excitement acceleration and the um and how quickly he could get to his vision his physicality he loved hitting people this guy was an animal this guy i would almost say this guy was like brian dawkins as a running back like this guy nine yards from the all-time season rushing record like single season yeah what he he ran yards from it in a season he ran for 2000 i think 96 yeah, I mean it's just he was. He, and then he, he also so close. holds the record. Also holds the record for the most running rushing yards in the game with two hundred ninety six in one game. This is Outrageous. rushing yards, guys. Outrageous. Let's think that, about that was when against Julio, an NFL defense. Yeah, when Uli, when Julio Jones caught the three hundred yards against the Panthers, I was like, God, God, that's ridiculous. But when you actually sit back and think about it, rushing for almost three hundred yards is even more ridiculous. I mean, that is unreal to rush for 296 yards in one game. And I'm pretty sure he was only in like his – I may be wrong, but I think he was only in like his third or second when he did it. Yeah, I mean, it just so just scary good. And I don't, I don't know how – the way the running back position is played today, I don't know if there will ever be one like him ever again. And what was it, like last year, the year before, the guys over 30 years old – and he still put up a thousand yards and like ten touchdowns in the season. Oh, like, yeah. come on, man! Oh yeah, like come yeah. on. He's on a different level. Like guys like that are just still. On he's still really good. <laughs> he's still the starter for the Redskins. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's he's so good. Yeah. Um, guys, number four for me is Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, what he was able to do in just nine seasons was remarkable. And the fact, you know, obviously he's kind of come out and said that, you know, he he retired after nine seasons because he was upset the Detroit Lions couldn't get a win- winning formula in-house. And, you know, he never got to um, – obviously, he never got to win a championship or anything like that, which is sad for a guy of his caliber. Um, this guy was a 10-time Pro Bowler, a six-time first-team All-Pro. He also was an NFL MVP at running back. And he has 15,000 rushing yards in nine seasons. Unreal. Ridiculous. Like you said, man, this guy – his. 
change no, of direction. Yeah, was no out one of could. Add, no one moved, changed left or right. You just, just no one lateral movement. No one ever will ever be like Barry Sanders. I love Barry Sanders, man. I've always loved him. It's so some of the probably the best highlight tape film ever. I wouldn't say that because I. I got one more guy on this list that has the best highlights. If you ever want to watch, because some of the people we're talking to right now probably don't haven't watched a lot of these guys. Um, but I've heard, you know, I've heard my own father talk about Barry Sanders and you know um, Peyton and Emmett Smith and just stuff like that, and just saying how awesome it was to watch these guys. And it made me want to go back and watch them. And you know, when I did, I was just mind blown. But um, uh, another thing with Barry Sanders is that he he has a game. You know, when you talk about guys like Jim Brown, Jim Brown's game, a lot of people. People would say, okay, well, that guy probably couldn't play in the league today. Barry Sanders could. I'm just going to put it to you like that. Barry Sanders would be fine in today's league. And, again, I don't Absolutely. know. I'm, I'm not going to get into the conversation of whether Jim Brown could play in today's league. But, you know, because that was longer ago. But Barry Sanders absolutely could. Speaking of Jim Brown, Jim Brown is my number three. This guy was the right. NFL when he was in the league. He was the NFL. Um, he was a, he's a one-time Super Bowl champ, nine-time Pro Bowler, eight-time first-team All-Pro. He's a three. Three-time MVP at running back. And listen to this, guys. He led the league in rushing in eight of his nine years he played. Like, guys like Walter Payton and Barry Sanders wanted to be Jim Brown. Oh, they wanted to be. Jim Brown was on a pedestal. I mean, that that was – Jim Brown changed the game. Jim Brown was the original all-time great. He was the original GOAT running back. Yeah, and you know, and I, and I was watching. You know, this was something I think. I guess it was the other night. Uh, maybe actually last week. I was watching something on Jim, Jim Brown, and uh, he was really good friends with Burt Reynolds. And um, Burt Reynolds was talking about how Jim Brown basically thought when he on Sundays when he was on the football field, he actually looked at himself as a god. Huh. He said that no one was on his he level. Was, and that, man, it he was. He was on close. And the guy, how fast he was, man! He was so fast, like he didn't. He was if you basically guys just turn on the tape and like you, you could see how fast this guy was. He was so fast, just would not go down. Um, he, he was just a great all time player, and I think if I'm not mistaken, on the the uh, all time list of greatest players ever in the NFL, Jim Brown ranks number four. So that just tells you right there. Out of all the players that have played, he's, he's the fourth best ever. That tells you something right there at running back. Um, also, but anyway, guys, number two for me is Emmett Smith. Um, also a guy whose game would translate extremely well to today's game. Um, he was a really good pass catcher out of the backfield, and he showed that off in his rookie year. And that, that's what kind of like made people think, okay, this guy's going to be really good. Because I think he had – I can't even remember how many. I think in his first career game, he had over 100 receiving yards as a running back. And, like, you know, obviously you had said, like, stuff about Marshall Falk and things like that. But Emmett Smith just – to come out in your first game and have a – over 100 receiving yards, and you're supposed to be a guy that goes between the tackles. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, this guy was the three-time Super Bowl champ, a Super Bowl MVP, an eight-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro. Another NFL MVP. I mean, these running backs weren't a joke, man. These guys were racking up the most valuable player awards. Um, he's also the all-time leader in rushing yards at 18,355, which I don't know if that will ever be broken. I don't man, know. I don't one know. year in – 1995, when the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, he had 439 touches of the football. That's ridiculous, man. Un, and that, uh, that's his most touches ever. He had four seasons over 400 touches. Can you believe that? And he still played 14 years. It's unreal, man. It's unreal. But I love watching Emmett Smith's highlights are so, are so awesome, too. He, he was like a, like a, um, 
like a shot out of a cannon, man. When he got the ball, he went, he found a gap and he was gone. There was no man. stopping it was ridiculous. him. There was no stopping him. Man. Yep. It was awesome to watch. And number one for me as well, Bo, is Walter Payton, as they called sweetness. Yep. I have never seen a running back do the things that Walter Payton did. How about his this? size, the, oh, the most powerful pound-for-pound pound running back, I think, ever. This guy, I would not go down. No. Would not. I mean, this guy would run through 10, 11 tackles and, mm-hmm. st- and break and all of them. played every game. Played all every game. game. This guy, this guy, I was just you. You wanted a guy. You want your running back to have the work ethic that Walter Payton had. That's why he's the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. That's why. That's, it's why, that. that's why it's called it that. Guys, he, em- he embodies it all. Walter Payton is is absolutely my number one. Right when I knew we were doing this list, Walter Payton was my number one. It wasn't yeah. even a question. He, yeah, Walt's I mean, he may, maybe on, he doesn't have the running stat. back water for me. Maybe he doesn't have the stats that you know guys like Emmett Smith have, but Walter Payton. Throughout the at one point, how about this, guys? At one point in the sports world, the two greatest guys in the sports world were Michael Jordan and Walter Payton. Those were the guys that kids wanted to be. Those were the guys that ruled the sports world. That shows you how good Walter Payton was. This guy was a Super Bowl champ, a nine-time Pro Bowler, and a seven-team, seven-time first-team All-Pro. So Um, soft-spoken. The best guy. guy. If you if you've never watched any Walter Payton film or heard an interview, watch his hip highlights, then listen to an interview, and you you wouldn't believe that that guy that you hear in the interview brings the tenacity that he brought to the football field. I've never I do I still I've watched those highlights so much, man. I still can't get over the things that he does. It's you almost you almost can't cut on the NFL app on your like on your phone or the or like you're like on your Xbox or whatever, and uh, not one of the first things that comes up is like Walter Payton films like they they play them all the time on there. They do. And it's fun. It's just because I, it's I get so caught good. up in them all just the can't time. Believe. You just can't believe the, the stuff that this guy did. Yeah. Um, so guys, that is our that is our all time best running backs top five at least. What were you saying, Bo? I was gonna say it's just one of those guys you wish you lived through. Like yeah, absolutely. Career. Absolutely. Um, guys, we're going to move on to the top five running backs that each me and Bo have. We have our own list. The top five running backs headed into the 2020 NFL season. Bo, do you want me to go first or are you going to go first? You can take this one. All right. So, guys, I have an honor- honorable mention. I always do this because it's so hard to leave these guys off, Bo. This is going to be something that we're going to do weekly. I'm going to have an honorable mention. If you want to do it, you can, but it's hard for me not to have one. Uh, my honorable mention that just got left off the list is Dalvin Cook, Minnesota Vikings, who finally got a full year put together last year, and he showed us all what he can do. Um, I think, you know, if, granted, if he stays healthy, he'll continue to do the same thing he did last year. Um, number five for me is Nick Chubb for the Cleveland Browns. I think he's just had a ridiculously good two first two years. I guess, yeah, first two years. And I don't know, man, he, he was the the – engine that made the Cleveland Browns offense run last year. I mean, they're starting to put a lot of a, a lot of the load on his shoulders and he's shown that he's able to pass uh catch passes out of the backfield as well. He he's great at re- running between the tackles and and his speed, you don't you don't expect him to have the speed that he does. You just really don't. He's he's a great great running back. Uh by the way, shout out Georgia. Uh number 4, Derrick Henry. We all know what Derrick Henry was able to do last year. He almost ran the Titans to the Super Bowl. Um, and I think I think you know he didn't get paid. Maybe it makes him even hungrier, bro. Can you can you imagine a, a more hungry Derrick Henry? Imagine imagine this guy wanting more and pissing him off or something. 
No oh, God, I, I'm I'm just happy. I, I'm I'm not shocked that he took the that he just signed the deal as quick as he did. What did he get? Ten million. Now, as it, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's um, I mean, that's still also, good money. You know what I, I mean? Got, I gotta say this. I was a little salty with the Browns because they uh, sat Nick Chubb last season and let him not get the uh, rushing title. But hey, Derrick Henry got it. I'm I'm all for it, man. Derrick Henry 100% deserved it after some of the performances he had last year. Um, number three for me is Ezekiel Elliott. This guy has led the league in rushing um, every season except for one, and that was last year. So we all know how talented this guy is coming out of Ohio State. I always thought when he when he landed with the Cowboys, I was like, this guy's going to be amazing. This yeah. guy's going to be awesome. It's a perfect spot. Um, Zeke has even made it himself more um more fierce and more um scary coming out of the backfield as a running back because now he's catching passes out of the backfield and he's yeah. doing it at a, at a really good rate he's efficient at it so that's even scarier when you have a guy that's so good at rushing between the the tackles and then this guy just you know all of a sudden hey i'm gonna catch him out of the backfield too and be a problem there as well you know that's that's something that makes d coordinators uh, sweat at night um number two for me is a guy that i think has generational talent um, and I, just as a generational athlete, and that's Saquon Barkley, uh, I think the Giants are already, they're getting an early start on running him into the ground um, immediately. Huh. They were like, Gettleman was like, listen, we just got this amazing running back. Let's just really run this guy into the ground. Let's really hurt our chances here. Um, he was like hurt Penn a lot State last year. But, do the same thing. Yeah, but it's just, you, I don't know. You're right. You're right. I just hate seeing it. It's like we've, we've been over this. The running backs that get ran to death in college get ran to death and they come to the NFL and it doesn't last long. It's my pet peeve, though, man. Seeing a great talent just kind of get just like like battered and bruised and just it carry well, they, the offense. And a lot of the times it's the player wants that, though. They want the they ball. They do. They do. But you know, when players you just want to play, you just keep going against stacked boxes it's just it, it you know wears on you but this guy is an unbelievable talent i love saquon barkley I, he, he was a can't miss uh prospect you couldn't miss on this guy i mean this guy was gonna be great uh who, no matter whoever who drafted him but you know again i think he you know he dealt with injuries last year hopefully he comes out healthy this year and is able to um, perform the way we all know that he can perform but number one though i don't think it's even close anymore um to who is the best running back in the NFL. And, guys, that is Christian McCaffrey for the Carolina Panthers. This guy is doing things that no one expected him to be doing coming out of Stanford. We all knew he was fast. We all knew he could catch the ball out of the backfield, but we did not know he was going to take the lead by storm. But I do remember a lot of Panthers fans when he got drafted, they were like, you know, this is going to be awesome. This guy's going to be good. And well, I was They were really all excited. I was, like, I was like, I love this guy with the Panthers. I was like, that's awesome. Um, actually, one of my, my really good friends was a huge Christian McCaffrey fan when he was at Stanford, and he always talked about him, wanted him to win the Heisman that year and everything. And when he landed on his favorite team with the Panthers, he just you know lost his mind over it. And obviously, it's come <laughs> out, and it's worked out well. But, you know, Christian McCaffrey is the best. He is the best, possibly, I mean, he may be the best weapon in the NFL. There's a possibility. Would you would you argue with me there, Bo? Is there a ch no, chance this guy's the best weapon? A, I don't think it's a discussion. I think it's Christian I, McCaffrey when it comes to offensive weapons. Christian McCaffrey is just unreal. I mean, look yep. at look at the amount of scrimmage yards this guy puts up. I mean, look at the way he carried the Panthers' offense last last year. Oh yeah, I mean he was the, he was their he was their best player. I would say the best rusher and receiver. <laughs> oh, he he was, and yeah. and I think you know. 
that's what's got that's what's gotten me really excited. And it's what it should have a lot of Panthers fans really excited about next year. You've got a, a good quarterback coming in now in Teddy Bridgewater. You still got Christian McCaffrey. You've got DJ Moore. You've got Robbie Anderson. You've got DJ Samuel. I know some people aren't as high on him as I am, but hey, you got Ian Thomas. I love it. I love the offense there in Carolina. I, I really, really do. And I think um they're moving forward towards really good things. But guys, I'm gonna let you, uh, Bo tell you his top five running backs now. He's patiently waited through mine. Yeah, I know I'm gonna I run ramble. through mine. I'm gonna run through mine pretty quickly. Okay, go because ahead, go I ahead. mean, there's a lot of similarities. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see your list because we well, got an Yeah, well, I'm gonna go one to five because I mean, I feel like it's pretty obvious. Number one is Christian McCaffrey. There's no need to hide that fact. Let's you know, you know what I mean? Call a spade a spade. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's best offensive weapon in the league in my opinion i wanted him to be offensive player of the year thought he deserved it wholeheartedly he was mvp you know i guess you know candidate in my eyes you know for over half the season i thought i mean he was was their offense um and then so i have my number two i have derrick henry uh he's a rushing title leader this past year he is an absolute freight train and he's faster he's faster than he looks and he makes people miss, you know, he's better at making people miss than people give him credit for. You know what I mean? I mean, he's not just a power back, but I, I think Derek, I'm going to put Derek Henry number two. He's also and, just as hard to tackle as he looks. Yeah, and I and I honestly think that you, you say generational. I would say Derek Henry's, like, build and ability to run the football is a generational thing. You won't I could see maybe give again. you that. I could probably give you that. I mean, you're never gonna see a guy with that size. We haven't we haven't seen a guy like like that since like Derek. I mean, I mean, since Brandon Jacobs, and he's That's bigger true. than that, and much better than that. Yeah, yeah, and much better than Brandon Jacobs. Okay, so I mean, he's extremely talented, and he is an absolute house. So I'm I'm putting him at number two right now. Then I have three. I have Zeke. Uh, obvious reasons. It was just ever since the day. That he got drafted, we knew he was going to be a star, and he has lived up to the hype in every way. And he's also a better—he's a better receiver than he, than people will ever even talk about. But he's definitely a serviceable uh, guy when when running out in the flats, you know, catching the ball. Um, and then number four, I have Saquon, generational talent. Uh, probably the—he's—he's he's probably the closest thing, you know, shiftiness-wise, you know, like change of direction we're going to see to the Barry Sanders type style of running. You know, making people miss, you know, juking people, stuff like that. Um, and then number five, uh, I have actually, and this is your you. I've been studying, and I'm, I put Dalvin Cook. You you've you've brought me on the Dalvin Cook train, so I got Dalvin Cook at five. And my honorable mention, since we're doing this, I didn't didn't have this. Uh, I got two, and it's going to be Chubb and Kamara because I love. Mm, mm, I knew you'd have Kamara in there. You probably, I thought I was put, uh, you probably thought oh, I was going to put. Oh, I do. I knew you didn't. I, well, I yeah. thought you were. I, I thought you were. Just but be I'm not going to ignore last season and who was better last season. But so. I knew Kamara would sneak his way in there for you. Right, well, it's your I, fault. I, no, it's your I, fault. I was just, I, I was just like, where's when's it going to happen? Kamara is going to be started this honorable mention crap, then it wouldn't have happened. Okay, well, I appreciate you. You know, I, I like you. I like you trying to douse douse the flames down with throwing Nick Chubb in there. Since I'm a Georgia fan, I see what you're trying to do. You're clever, bro. I like it. I like I was it. Trying I, to, I, yeah, I was. I was trying to like you know just you know balance it out. You know, on the little little scale there, and just give. I'll say Kamara, but I'm gonna throw you some Nick Chubb. So. Scat back. 
<laughs> anyway, 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 guys, um, something a little bit um, sad that we're going to talk about here. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Tony Dempsey has now died from complications with COVID-19. Uh, Tony Dempsey was the former Saints kicker. He died Saturday. He was diagnosed with the coronavirus March 25th. Um, he once held the record for the longest made field goal. So I thought that was pretty cool to throw in there. If you go to Canton, his his kicking shoe is there because it was very unique. Which is do awesome. You, do you remember that? Do you remember what yeah. it looked like? It looked like he had a club foot. It, it yeah. was looked like a little block of wood almost, but it, it, I mean, it was effective. I still don't, I want to go. I'm trying to go to Canton, and I, I that's something I really want. want should, we, to should we go to uh, Canton and do a podcast? If we go to Canton together and we don't do a podcast, I'll be upset. It it take one book bag well, to I'll get my equipment up there. Yeah. So okay. It's, it's gonna it's happen, very guys. Fair. We're doing a podcast from Canton, and Mar- like put it down right now. I can't tell you when, but we're gonna in do our it. future. Um, guys, we're pretty much bringing up the Dempsey thing just to again say take care of yourself. Um, it's a serious illness, and it needs to be treated as such. Um, you know, my condolences go out to the Dempsey family and any family that's lost loved ones, uh, um, to this pandemic that we're going through right now. So uh, please just take care of yourselves. Use basic hygiene. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. That's all we're asking. That's all the TSR podcast um, asks is that our listeners and your families stay healthy. Um, Guys, moving on real quick to the NFL draft, where most of this talk should be coming from, because, Bo, again, we're just over two weeks away. Um, The NFL draft, guys, is going to be mainly virtual, and it has pretty much been finalized. It is pretty much a virtual draft. Um, EA Sports, who makes the great sports games that we all know, will be creating a virtual moment of the prospect walking on stage to meet the commissioner, Roger Goodell. I don't know what this is going to look like. I have it in my head, and I hope it looks better than what I have in my head. Because, I don't know. But what are you imagining with that, real quick? But what, what do you really I see? I do not know. I guess I see... I don't know. I see it look like it look like a video game, and then maybe some phone calls to show how excited they are. Maybe some a lot of FaceTime communication. I'm sure they'll all have some kind of setup to be called in by ESPN, you know, oh, to yeah, get their absolutely. reaction. I Did mean, you I see doubt Jalen be... Hurts talking to uh, um, Jerry Jones in his virtual uh, interview? Well, I don't. They say they're calling it virtual. It, it was FaceTime. basically him talking. It was FaceTime, but it was they threw in the word virtual. I, I don't. I, didn't really get it but i guess you saw it i mean i guess um, that's the I, official I term but that's what they're doing it is a virtual I, interview i just don't know what to expect from this guys i, I don't know hopefully like i said i don't have a you know great um i think it's i think it's forced and i'm happy it's happening because of the selfish sports fan in me but i think well, they it's kind of stupid the nfl has a the show must go on attitude with this they no, know roger they goodell let, has the show must well, go he on does but again okay the I'm owners and gms are pissed I'm kind of happy that he does, though, to be honest. I mean, let's see what they can do. Selfish fan in me. Selfish fan in me, man. But but I will say this, too. I mean, I think it's awesome that the whole draft is being based around charity. That's awesome for for people that are struggling with the COVID-19 situation. I think it's awesome they're raising money. um, They're raising relief funds, which I think is awesome. And It'll it'll like raise awareness for people to stay in the house. Well, like. It'll be millions and millions and millions of people, and they'll really hammer the point across to stay home. <laughs> yeah, it, it, if people don't get it after that, if big sports fans don't get it after that, they uh, which who am I to talk? I, I've been I've been out here hiking and stuff, but at least I'm going out. You know, I'm I mean, not you're on a hiking trail. You're pretty secluded, but 
pretty secluded, but I went with a big group of people. So, you know, uh, win-lose situation. Anyways, guys, each pro- prospect, this is really, really cool. And I'm really excited about this. Each prospect will also be given $2,500 that they can put towards any high school football program that they choose. That is amazing. Yeah. Did you hear about that, Bo? No, I didn't. So basically, so basically, if you're, if, you know, say me or you were in the draft, they give us twenty five hundred dollars, and me and you can choose to put it towards Dan River, GW. You can put it anywhere, and I think that's really cool, and that's that's showing that you know pe- these guys are going to be able to choose to give back to whatever community that they want to. Yeah, and I I think bringing all these communities together and people together through things like this is it, going to really help out. Um, with everything going on, because it's an awful I mean, have, situation. I'll tell you what, having a football program is expensive, and, oh, and expensive. having and having all the football program stuff, and not and possibly not having a season to help fund the next season is tough too. So it is pretty amazing. Uh, so good. Roger Goodell had told teams that two different draft options were being considered. One, limited team personnel could work at team facilities during the draft while following man. Mandatory health and safety guidelines. The second option was team personnel must work from their own home residence while having no gatherings. It has now been decided that the team personnel will be working from home and there will be no gathering at team facilities. Pretty much they've come out and said that their main concern is people's health, so they want people to be at home. Um, There's also talk that the NFL will allow teams an extra two to three minutes to make decisions on draft day trades. This is due to the team personnel not being able to so is that like their, their clock tick time? It like like yeah, you say yeah, you're yeah. on the clock is gonna be three minutes longer. Okay, so I think I don't think it's like that. I don't I don't think it adds to the amount of time you get to pick. But I think they may end up doing that as well. This I think they get their own amount of time that we don't see to depend to decide on a trade. They get their okay. own time back in like the uh, offices. And uh, they're given being give, given a extra two to three minutes. And they're like, again, this is based on this is happening because team personnel, they're not being able to get as much information because they're not able to have face to face with these guys. OK, so that's why they're giving them extra time to think about it. Um, now, listen to this. This is something that's just now come out with all of this draft stuff being held. It's basically virtually it's relying mainly on the Internet and technology to work correctly. Some within the NFL are worried about other teams hacking other teams information during the draft one executive was quoted saying it's unnerving to think there's even a small possibility that one team could hack another's zoom sessions during the draft and gather information and scouting reports on prospects hashtag new england hashtag new england bill belichick's already ready he's we're looking at you billy we're looking at you billy i mean I, I think that that is a, a valid concern. I would hope that's not going to happen. I mean, imagine the amount of fines you would go through if you hacked another team's draft. Literally 50 minutes ago, Michael Thomas uh, at Can't Guard Mike tweeted, NFL doing a virtual draft sounds like a joke for real. Oh, my God. Kind of Michael does. Thomas, Michael Thomas, I swear that guy comments on everything. I like it. But it's just funny. That guy stays with it more than any other player, I think. He's this guy good, is he's as good of a social media personality as he is a receiver. Yeah, yeah, he, he stays with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also looked like the draft will have a combined telecast featuring both ESPN and NFL Network, which I thought was cool. You know, let's get them all in there. We're going to need something to, to watch and look at because, I mean, come on, you're not going to be seeing any players or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but we, 
but guys, we're going to keep you updated with the news regarding how the NFL draft looks to play out. Um, we're going to keep bringing you the best information we know how. Um, but as of right now, it is finalized. The NFL draft will be virtual. The show goes on. Um, and we just want to give you a, guys a little bit of the details looking that it's based around the NFL draft situation right now. Um, the 2020 quarterback class updates. So I'm, I'm going to go through some things that I've been uh, reading about hearing about the top four quarterback prospects and me and Bo are going to weigh in on it a little bit here. Um, Joe Burrow, we all know who that is at this point. So he will almost certainly be the number one pick uh, for the Bengals, but the Bengals will listen to all offers by other teams, although they are not expected to trade the pick. Is that even breaking um, news? The Dolphins. Yeah, it's not breaking news. <laughs> Shit. But, but, but here, here, let me give you this. The Dolphins reportedly, or one team reported to try to move to the number one spot in the draft. So I they're mean, like the actually, Dolphins have the power. I feel like they have the power. The Dolphins would basically have to trade all three first round picks to get Burrow. And they're I don't the only that team that enough. won't have to sell their soul to get it. Yeah, I don't even know if that would be enough though. I don't even know if the Bengals sell for that. I don't know if they do or not. Now knowing me, you know, they probably offer a second round uh, second round pick, and the Bengals are like, hey, that sounds pretty good. Here's Burrow. That'd be my luck, but we'll see if they can stand, stand the ground and not, not um, really, really emotionally exhaust me. Um, also, Joe Burrow met with the Bengals owner at the NFL Combine this past February, which is big because Burrow was able to meet. Because after that, after the Combine, everything kind of blew up, and you didn't meet with people anymore. So, you know, that's the last – that's probably one of the last meetings that Joe Burrow got to have with a team – with someone in the team personnel. Yeah. So I think that's really big um, that the Bengals met with him. Uh, um, also, guys, let's bring up Tua a little bit. So Tua's latest hip exam was given to all teams, and that exam gave overwhelmingly positive results. Um, Tua has since come out saying that he feels 100%, and this is a quote from him. He said, I feel like if there was a game today, I'd be able to go out and perform the same way I was able to perform in previous years. I feel as mobile as possible. I feel 100%. I wish so he'd post a video of him running or something, but that could hurt his draft stock, you know? Yeah, yeah, it could hurt his draft stock. They didn't know no like one wants to it. That's why he won't much. do it, though. So it I makes mean, me think he's, he's, you know, he's kind of full of it. I mean, think about it. When, when when he was moving around in that video, me and you watch, I guarantee you there were some like NFL executives like, no, 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 just sit down, just sit down. Don't don't be moving around yeah, too much. Please don't move. Yeah, please, please don't do something. Um, He has been, but listen to this, Bo. He's been fully cleared with no restrictions as of this past week. So he can just practice. He can just practice. Mm. This guy comes in looking healthy. I mean, this guy. I, now, obviously, when training camp rolls around, is this guy getting? Um, obviously, at training camp, you don't tackle quarterbacks anyway. But is this guy having any contact at all? I doubt it. I mean, there, there would be no contact. It's like, do you think he'd go full speed? That's what I'm saying. Is is yeah. is he going to be full speed scrimmaging? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, still is, probably- is he going to be moving around like when he's when they're doing quarterback drills that require him to do a, a five step drop or to like move around around dummies and like like they're in a pocket a simulated pocket? Is he going to be able to do that? Is the question? Yeah, that's so that's going to be a big question. But I mean, he's come out with no restrictions, so I mean, why wouldn't he be able yeah. to? Yeah. Um, also, so at this point, guys, two I mean, rookie minicamp is a huge deal. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, no, it's a huge but, deal. I no, mean, no. just to it's just so to stress it. Yeah, just to stress it to people is like guys that have never been an NFL playbook is still college playbooks are, are so in depth, incredibly in depth. But an NFL playbook is insane. And to be 
to be that age, to be moving into a new city with new people and aging, all kinds of money and numbers flying around, you're probably would have a, either have a young child or have a girlfriend. Most of them do, or a fiance or or a wife, if not a wife already. A lot of these guys, you're establishing your life and you're trying to learn the ins and outs. So navigating being an NFL player, rookie minicamp and OTAs is super, super important for nailing the playbook. It's literally just like a two or three week walkthrough each time. It's so like walkthroughs. People don't realize like you see videos and you know guys get dragged in the comments because they're not going full speed. Dude, like half the stuff you learn in the NFL is half speed. It really is. It really. I mean, I'm serious. I love like, that you went off on that, man. Because I had. I, I've come out before, and I said that people don't realize how important rookie minicamp is. It's, oh my god! It, it can it's make so, or break your first it, year. These guys are gonna. These rookies. So many of them are gonna get. Are just gonna get cr- crapped on in the media and on blogs and in, in in draft grades after week one. You know what I mean? Like all kinds of dumb articles, and they are going to get dragged. And it's going to be because they didn't get six extra weeks of practice that all the other guys the years before got. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. That's just how I feel. I feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect a lot of these guys' plays, and especially rounds late fourth round and back are going to get really affected. Yeah, they will. They will get affected. But, you know, at this point, guys, Tua should be a top five lock. If he falls out of the top five, I will be, I I don't even, I I will be amazed at this point. The the only thing that teams have wanted is to hear that this guy was healthy and his recovery was on on schedule. Well, now it's come out, this guy's recovery is ahead of schedule. He now has no restrictions. I didn't realize he'd be 100%. Yeah, he's fully cleared. He killed it in the interviews, from what I heard, at the yeah. Combine. He's now moving around, throwing. At this point, why isn't this guy top five lock? He's, his talent easily puts him there. Yeah. So, now, Bo, you also asked me the question. You said, would the skins take Tua? And then you, you said, would I? At number two? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it would be the first time, like, like, the Cardinals pulled it, didn't they? They went Rosen-Kyler? Yeah, they did. Why, why would why why wouldn't the Redskins go Haskins to or okay. Herbert? You know, to for the future, they ha- their defense is already all right. They don't have to have Chase Young, in my opinion. No, they don't have to have Chase Young. But but just say this is the re- okay. Are, are you saying? Are you saying? Of, is there for the a, sake of talking about it? Let's just talk about it. Okay. Are you so you're saying it? What is the chance Redskins they take him? The, the Redskins have the number two pick, right? Yeah, you're right. So yeah. are you are you saying what's the chance the Redskins take him? If you, I mean, you can put a percentage on it. You can just give me your opinion, however you want to do it. Just, if just, it's me, if it's about, me, if you're if, the GM, would you weigh I'm that the option? GM, I'm running with Dwayne Haskins, and I'm taking the best, the best overall talent in the draft in Chase Young. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I just am saying, if you were, I was posing the question, if you were a GM, would you weigh the option of doing like the? But Cardinals see, that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, and I'm saying like, do you think the Cardinals made the right move? I think they do. I think they did to get to to make to. Well, I think Kyler Murray was a better was a better. Regardless of what people thought about Kyler Murray's size, two is a better talent than Dwayne Haskins. Two is a better talent. He's a better prospect. He's a better prospect. But I still, and mark my words, I'm saying on the TSR podcast right now, Dwayne Haskins will be a star in the NFL. Mark my words, me saying it. 
Dwayne Haskins was my right, number. sticky note as well. Right now. Dwayne Haskins was my number one quarterback last year over Kyler Murray. Ah, so, so this is why you're this is you're sticking up for him here. Yeah, this that's why it's kind of biased to ask me, but I'll still answer your question. I like I, I like Dwayne Haskins as a as a quarterback prospect. This guy came out last year, and some people were saying, "Oh, well, this guy didn't look good last year." Well, tell me what quarterback as a rookie would have looked good on a team as bad as the Redskins situation was last year? Your number, your bet, your, your best option. Obviously, you have an aging. Fun. It was Terry McLaurin, a guy no one saw coming, and he's undersized. I mean, let's look. What do you have? Um, Paul Richardson? Oh, okay. Jordan Reed? Well, he just retired. I mean, mean, let's come. I mean, come on. I mean, you got to give this guy some help. I think if they go receivers in this draft, the running backs are healthy for The line does what they need to do. Dwayne Haskins will be a star. I'm telling you, this guy has the talent, but it's another case. You want to talk about the Mitch Trubisky situation, right? Of him only starting one year in college. It's the same thing with Dwayne Haskins. It's the exact yeah, same thing. Albeit, albeit, Dwayne Haskins, I think, is a better prospect, a much better prospect than Mitchell Trubisky, and he pretty much showed it. Obviously, we don't know what stats Trubisky would have put up if he, if he was at Ohio State as a one-year starter. But Dwayne Haskins went crazy. What, it was like 50 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. His first year starting. I mean, come, yeah. come on, guys. This guy's good. Give the guy a shot. But I, do I think there's a chance that Tua takes him? I, I don't. I don't think it's – I mean, there's a, a chance. I'd say 15% chance. But my thing is I think they're going to make it seem really likely because they want the Dolphins to give them picks, man. Yeah. They want to see – is Chase Young better than the than the offer the Dolphins make? That's their main decision right now. Yeah. Is Chase Young better than the the options that we're going to get from the Dolphins? Um, I would say, without saying who the options are, I would say Chase Young is better. Chase Young is ridiculously good, unbelievable talent. I'm taking Chase Young. Um, I'm putting a, I, I just an incoming stud in the defense immediately. I'm rolling with the guy that we believed in last year in Dwayne Haskins. They drafted in him for a reason, Bo. They believed in him for a reason, so see if you were right. Was it a hit or a miss? I think he's going to be a hit. All, so I'm, all I'm saying is, is that what that's what the Cardinals did with Rosen, and they felt like their guy was in the next year's draft. So, I mean, right, I don't, me I'm say not saying it'll happen. I think they're going to take Chase Young. I let think say the record, I think they're going to take Chase Young. I'm just saying for the sake of talking about it. Josh Rosen, they believed in Josh Rosen, right? Have you yeah. ever watched Josh Rosen film from uh, UCLA? Uh, yes, some um, when I when I when Josh Rosen was at UCLA, I wasn't quite as big into draft stuff and 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 football and and putting content out there. So so Josh Rosen was one of the most clutch. Um, had the best, some of the best touch. Him throwing his throwing motion, and you know you hear many people talk about it. But I mean, I've seen it for myself because I did a lot of watch, film watching on him. His throwing motion, his mechanics, everything was all just fantastic just this guy just looked unreal just just as a, as a pure throw of the football um and let's be real yeah okay they believed in josh rosen okay well, they believed in him for a reason right now yeah. again we can, they we drafted can, him they thought they he was gonna be him. something well the guy was never put in a great situation i mean really let's think about it. kyler murray was has was still put in a bad situation but he kyler murray has the mo- mobility to get out of certain situations. Well, I would say if Josh Rosen had gotten stuck with Kingsbury his first year, he might have seen some different numbers. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah. So you don't, the situation was different between Kyler and Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, I think, was a solid, solid quarterback prospect. I really liked him as a quarterback prospect. And where does he end up? The Cardinals. And then where does he end up? The Dolphins. Like, come, like, give, give this guy a break. Put this guy <laughs> on a team that, that has some sort of plan involved to get him options. I mean, I don't know. I think. That Josh Rosen was just never given a fair shot in the NFL, and people are acting like this guy is not good. That's not the case. It's just absolutely not the case. You put on his first year, Josh Rosen lands on the Bears like Trubisky did. It's a totally different story. I promise you that. I promise you that. Really? Um, I'm really making uh, some uh, doing some hot takes. I'm really letting that's them fire a big, out tonight. That's a big take, brother. I promise you, Rosen's career goes in a different path. I promise you. It's I don't just, think Rosen's that good, personally. I like Rosen a lot. I'm, just, I'm comparing it. I don't. I'm not. I'm not quite as sold on Dwayne Haskins being an uh, absolute star as you were. As you see, are. that's that's what I feed off of. And that's what uh, what is us disagreeing. Yes, yes, I love it. I love. Well, I, mean, I think it's, anybody, I think it's like, good for the show too. Watch. I mean, I do. I mean, I don't think he's horrible. I don't think he's horrible either. But I also don't think he's the you know that good. <laughs> so, and I mean, if. I think two is better, but I don't think they're going to go that route. I mean, like you said, Chase Young is the best overall talent in the draft when it comes to, I guess, positions other than quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I mean, I'm ta- he's, a, he's a better than Burrow. The Bengals didn't need a quarterback. They'd be taking Chase Oh, Young. absolutely. If they had quarterback figured out, Chase Young is the pick. It's not like like if they had a if Andy Dalton was a superstar quarterback and he had just like broke his ankle last year and he was going to come back fully healthy, they'd be taking Chase Young. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I I like I think I think it's fun disagreeing with people in sports. Um, it's a little bit harder when you're disagreeing about stuff that's already happened and who yeah. was better because you don't watch him anymore. But you know, me and you are sitting here arguing. You know, you don't think he's that that great. Not saying he's not good, but you you don't see it. You don't see the star. Potential with Haskins. Okay, I'm saying he'll be a star. Me and you get to watch this guy progress. I don't see the elite decision making happening with Dwayne Haskins. He was a rookie. Okay, but I mean, Pat Mahomes. I mean, Kyler Murray made awful decisions last year. He still made some pretty good ones at times. Oh, he still made some pretty good ones. Dwayne Haskins made some pretty good ones. When McLaurin was was open by ten yards down the field. We do what? When 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 Terry McLaurin was open ten yards, you know, but like you know, distance from his from the man guarding him down the field. Let's think about though, Kyler Murray got to come in starting day one. He got to kind of get through like the the bumps in the beginning, like kind of started figuring things out. And then in the middle of the season, you throw Dwayne Haskins in there, and it's like, all right, kid, show us what you got. Like it'd be great if you won us some games. It's like okay, and it's like, oh look, the only guy I have to throw to is, hey, what's up, Terry, my old college teammate. All right, it's man. a pretty good start, you though, time. if you don't have anyone. It's a College pretty good start. Teammate. But I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. I, I see straw potential with Dwayne Haskins. Um, I, I really, really like him. I think he he will rise to – has great straw potential, um, which we'll get to see this, man. That's what makes it so fun. Me and you will get to see this guy progress and see which direction he goes. Oh, so, yeah. you know – I mean, if they, um, don't ta- if they don't take a quarterback, then we're definitely going to get to see him play. Yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, guys, moving back, we've talked about Tua. We've talked about Joe Burrow. We're going to talk about Justin Herbert real quick. So apparently Justin Herbert has some fans in the Bengals organization, and they are big believers in Herbert, and they like him a lot. Um, that's fine. But I think no matter how much these guys – no matter how – let me put it to you this way. No matter how much the Bengals like Justin Herbert, they're still selecting Joe Burrow. Let's just get that out of the way. I don't care how much they like him. You can like two guys at the same position that you need, 
But there's one guy you know is the guy that you need to draft this, Joe Burrow. That would be the biggest plot twist. Oh, it'd be a huge plot that twist. That would be insane in the membrane. It would be insane, but I wouldn't be – okay. I would be crushed that Burrow got away because the story is so good, and I just think – you know, I don't know. I just think we need to go ahead and get that guy. Um, but Justin Herbert, I'm not going to lose my mind if we get Justin Herbert. I'm not. I'll say it right now. Justin Herbert's a good quarterback prospect. He really is. And he's proved it all the way up through everything that's going on through on to the offseason and all the drills he's gone through and the competition settings that he's been in. This guy's got it. Bo, you even said you like Herbert a solid I amount. do, yeah. I mean, dude, I've seen him throw like 65 yards flat-footed. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, so um, – are also on the list as believers. Um, some around the league are expecting the Dolphins to pass on Tua and select the Oregon quarterback. Um, multiple teams, listen to this, Bo, multiple teams have Herbert ranked over Tua. That's according to Bleacher Report scout Matt Miller. Multiple it's hard teams to believe have, health has nothing to do with that. Well, no, they're, just, they're saying pretty much they just like Herbert is a better. The Dolphins came out and said, I know for a fact, the Dolphins came out and said that they didn't think Tua was as big of a deal as other people did. But again, are they saying they that come out and say that? Or so, is that a rumor? It's someone in the t- uh, team personnel has come out and said that the Dolphins aren't as high on two as everyone thinks. But think about it, Bo. That's them in my mind. They are saying that to make teams select him if they can't move up. They yeah. want to. Uh, the, the Dolphins want to get to 100%. I believe the Dolphins will, will draft him as well. Uh, also, Justin Herbert FaceTimed with the Las Vegas Raiders this past week. Could the Raiders be looking to move up to find Derek Carr's replacement? What do you think about that, Bo? Uh, I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, it'd be, the good, it'd be a good move for them. And the only other thing I'd see them doing is getting, if they can get a good receiver. Oh, yeah. I think they'll they'll go heavy in receiver. They definitely yeah. will. But I would I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went that route. I mean, I don't think Derek Derek Carr is all that in a you know bag of potato chips. Who do you okay? Um, we're gonna go back through these four in a minute. I'm gonna ask you an important question. Well, cool. Some of the questions I thought it'd be fun to ask you. Um, last but not least, guys, Jordan Love. Um, so there's a. It looks like I mean you talked about this, but. There's there's a real possibility that Jordan Love might be picked up by the Buccaneers. Um, r- rumors have started it, to move around about 14? this. 14? 14, yeah. Me yeah. and you were having a conversation. It wasn't even on a podcast. Yeah. Me and you were just talking about it. Um, and I think, from and personally, I think the Buccaneers would be a great fit for Love. Arians is known to be a great quarterback's coach. And Love would get to sit and learn from Tom Brady. This is the guy that uh, some believe, and you know, I can see it. You know, Jordan Love is looked at as possibly the quarterback with the highest ceiling in the draft. Yeah, if well, the, he has the he has the most room to grow as a prospect, like to go from like, you know, the fourth best quarterback in the draft to the best, you know, everyone's eyes. You know, he he has the biggest. He can make the biggest leap. I guess yeah. you could say, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um. But wait, let me ask you this: I'm gonna go back through these four, and I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna tell you the name, and you tell me what team. I'm not gonna do them in order either, so I can. I, I'll mess you up a little bit. I'm, um, I'm going to tell you the quarterback name, and you tell me what team you would like to see them on. And no, you can't see the state, say the Steelers or something else ridiculous. All right. What? Okay. No, no you because you would. I, I'm sure you would love to see a lot of these guys in Steelers. Well, we don't. We don't pick till 49, and we're okay. not. We're not going to move up. If anything, we're going to move back for more picks. 
which I actually predict y'all are going to do. Well, yeah, um, I was, I bet you we go from like 49 to like 56 and get like a fifth round pick out of it. Cause we don't have, I, yeah, I don't fifth think round we, pick may hit, man. we don't, we don't have a fifth round pick. So that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Uh, Justin Herbert. Best fit. No, not best fit. Well, you'd like to see him play. I mean, the I guess fit, I'd like fit, to see him play for the chargers. Why is that? Because I like to see him throw to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry and Eckler just get in that offense. I think it would fit him well, and I think he's comfortable on the West Coast. And you also brought up the fact, I mean, you talked about it. You said that you like the whole Herbert Anthony Lynn pairing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think their whole scheme, the way they play, is a good fit for him. The guys in place is a good fit for him. They just need to do right by him and get that offensive line. Up, you know, up to good, you know, up to par, so that they don't run him into the ground. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. He's not going to do anything if he didn't have time to make decisions as a rookie. You know what I mean? That's true. Uh, all right, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati. I mean, he's Ohio kid. Uh, it's made to happen. I think this is their, this is their like LeBron, you know, Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, moment. So yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with with Cincinnati just because that's what's going to happen. And because your co-host it's, is a fan of them, it's what's <clears throat> made. It's 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 like it's 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 almost too perfect. <laughs> yeah, it so. is like it's almost too perfect. It's like a, it's like a fairy tale. Yeah. Um. All right, Jordan Love. Where I'd like to see him go. Um. I like that that fourteen spot wasn't uh wasn't too bad, but he's definitely not going to follow the Steelers. I need to get the best fit. Falling in under Tom Brady's probably the best fit. I don't think he's you don't want to start him week one. You don't. You you just that's not where he needs to go. Um probably Tampa Bay. I mean, just to come in that offense to have Byron Leftwich as an offensive coordinator and Bruce Arians as a head coach and Tom Brady, who has had plenty of young guys under him and is definitely willing to lend a helping hand. Uh, he's he's one he's a good teammate. Tom Brady's a good teammate, so he is a good teammate. I'd say I'd say Tampa Bay. Um, I, guess. And, I mean, he. I don't think he'll be off the board. He'll be there around fourteen. I think. Oh, I think he'll be there around fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Um, and last but not least, Tua. Oh uh, gosh, probably Miami. You think Miami? I love Miami down there. Uh, I mean, uh, Tua down there. I would say Miami. I, mean, I think my, that's awesome. I would say like you know. Chargers and Miami and then Herbert and Tua is almost interchangeable. I think they both look pretty good in both places. You know, I think they both could help. Um, but I think Tua's once again, I think he's he's been playing in Alabama. <laughs> He'll have plenty of fans from his college days be able to come down there and see him play in Miami. I think he'd fit in great down there. Uh, I think he fit in the offense. Like Brian Flores would be a great West guy. Coast offense, bring, yeah, Brian Flores would be a great guy to bring him in under. Great yeah. guy, you know. He's very organized. You know, he's a, he, he's a guy who could bring a rookie quarterback along and teach him how to how to learn an offense in the NFL, how to lead a team. So it's really important. I agree, man. I like I like all of that. Uh, now I'm gonna be upset if like Love isn't gonna the Bucks. I'm kind of be gonna be upset about that now. I mean, but well, I, yeah. I say that, but I also went on crazy to you about how the Bucks you know, have to get Tom Brady a running back. Not that they still can if they don't take love, if they take love at 14. But, you know, if Swift and love are both there at 14. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, that's tough. You know, that's tough. But I don't see Swift going that high, though. I, I think there's a drop-off after Jordan Love at quarterback. I think it will be, too. I mean, Even, will and be that's too. Eason is included in that drop-off. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you. Eason is just like kind of like a solid consolation prize if those two four guys are gone because you get a guy with ridiculous ridiculous physical traits. Yeah, I mean, he's got, the, you know, he's got the arm Jake, strength. It's just the all quarterbacks have something. Jake Fromm is isn't the most physically gifted guy in here, but he may have the highest IQ out of these guys. I mean, yeah. let's be real. Um, he makes he great decision maker. Um, but I, I liked I liked what you thought about where these quarterbacks would be. Uh, be solid at and i agree with you 100 um guys as the draft gets closer and closer more of the podcast will be focusing on that side of the football um we will still keep you guys up to date with the big news from the nfl but we want to focus on the draft as much as possible because it is like we said right around the corner um it is april 23rd um so guys next week's episode will feature me and Bo doing an in, in, entire first round mock draft and giving Ooh. our predictions so uh, i know it's news for, to you too, bro. I love the, yeah for each team okay i got seven days to prepare let's do this thing yeah i saw it i like the um i like the uh reaction i got, I got excited I, i have not heard this yet and i'm i'm down i so knew we were next, gonna do it i just didn't know when yeah so next week we will be doing an entire first round mock draft um giving our predictions um if we have enough time we can do a two-round mock, but I, you know, I think you could spend a whole episode going through each pick, and you know, one of us differ from the other one on each pick, um, or on some picks, and breaking it down. It's just gonna be a lot of fun, guys. And I want you guys to know what we think guys are gonna end up going. Um, and I just think you guys would have, have a lot of fun with it, listening to it. So I'm just trying to keep you guys entertained and, and have a lot of fun, and keep keep me and Bo entertained. Which anytime we're talking about football, we're going to be enter- entertained regardless. And that'll so. probably be our sole topic for the next episode because that'll yeah, probably take next topic. Next topic will be, I mean, next episode will be fully draft based, and it will just be the um, first round mock draft. Yeah, it'll have to be somewhere around two to three minutes per player. Yeah, it will be. Um, also, uh, Bo, I want you. Go ahead and give you a plug, man, so we can get on out of here. All right. Um, you can find me on Twitter. It's it's at TSR Bo. It's capital TSR, lowercase B-E-A-U. Uh, you can also find me pretty soon here. You'll be able to find me on stillcurtain.com, S-T-I-L-L, Curtain. Uh, it's a, a new site just started contributing for. Um, I should have an article going up soon. I'm going to be working on another one this week. They are with the Fan Sided Network, so head over to my profile and, and give them a follow as well as me. Yeah, shout out to me uh, for telling everybody that Bo worked for FanDuel now. Oh, yeah, definitely Fan Sided. My bad. Yeah, yeah if you're, I'm sorry. If you're still listening, Jacob definitely told everyone I'm working for FanDuel, and that is not the case. I'm not representing FanDuel in any way. This is fan-sided. I'm just so proud of you, man. I just put you in jobs that you aren't even working. That's how proud of you I am. I mean, so. I'm, I'm happy with, with what I'm doing now. It's a paid contributing position, and so it's yeah, – I'm, I'm excited. Another thing about you, bro, is you may – Make me feel like I go way too fast with my outro, like giving my plug, because you always come in really calm, Please. really slow. Make sure like, they hear it's, it. It's TSR bow. So um, I'm going to slow mine down a little bit, guys. So please go follow um, TSR on Twitter or follow me on Twitter. I don't know why I call it TSR. It's just me and Bo both have a TSR account. My account on Twitter is at Scouting LLC. Um, Bo, I haven't looked at your followers recently because I haven't wanted to. Because oh, mine have been stuck. Mine have been stuck, and I'm. I mean, I had. So I haven't been doing. It. You can uh, complain I'm about, about to be my mass following. 
You've been complaining about it, and I haven't been doing that. You know, you've been complaining, and I haven't well, been now, doing. Now that. I'm gonna start I'm doing. It. I'll show you. I'm almost at 600, so you better watch out. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. You still got a long way to go, um, guys. Please, on please, you, no, no, please follow TSR <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> at scouting underscore llc uh please go in there the, the following on uh instagram has been awesome guys you guys have been following us a whole lot well i say you guys i hope it's you guys but it's it's people just following tsr in general so i really appreciate all the support that you guys have been giving me um i gotta give a quick shout out bo to the blitzalytics scouting department so guys blitzalytics is getting a ton of scouting reports out there right now all in depth breaks down in Injury history, everything uh, breaks down each individual's um, um, each part of their game in complete detail. I've been working pretty hard on mine, and, and we now have gotten eighty-five in-depth scouting reports done um, as of yesterday. So I got to say, big shout out to all my fellow scouts at Blitzalytics. We we've pretty much have you guys about three rounds worth of players with full in-depth just. Um, descriptions on and I think that's awesome we've been I'm gonna say it again busting our asses getting this stuff done I've got four guys left I gotta get done but I'm just really really proud of the Blitzalytics scouting department for getting all this done and shout out to Roy Countryman um, another big big Steelers fan he just took over head of scouting for Blitzalytics and he is running this thing perfectly so shout out to you Roy Um, also Roy is going to be be coming on for the fan episode with the Steelers so I can hear oh, two yeah. Steelers as, as if one's not bad enough. Oh, as yeah. We get uh, Roy and Bo going to be talking about You're, the Steelers. It's going to be that episode is going to be minimal Jacob. I'm going to tell you that. Where oh. me and that dude are going to be. I, that's all I've been doing is mocking Steelers stuff. Yeah. So I can. Can't, I can't wait for that. And guys, uh, anyone else that's out there interested in coming on for an episode, uh, I don't, I, I can't remember off the top of my head who we already have that's taken up um, with teams wise. Uh, obviously, I've got guys for the Panthers coming on, guys for the Redskins and Steelers, Buccaneers, um, Cowboys. I've got, I've got guys coming one, on. I got one for the Saints for sure. One for the Saints, the Eagles as well. So. I'm still I'm filling up teams here, but if if you guys if I haven't mentioned your team, please like reach out. I would love to have you guys on. It, it's it's awesome to hear fans come on here and talk about it. We've already had a great selection of guests, and and I'm looking to have many many more. Um, but as always, guys, remember to stay safe and healthy. Until next week, peace out. Peace. You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pod where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of my significance Man, I hope you've been listening Cause scouting is the business You're welcome cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no All that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go Well, I got the gotta get it, put it in you Feeling with the feeling, don't stop, continue